Welcome to Regold's Dance Life Podcast for dance teachers and dance studio owners who have a passion for the art of dance. Hello, welcome to Regold's Dance Life Podcast. My name is Stacey Morgan and I'm joined by the wonderful Regold. Good morning, Re. Good morning, Stacey. How are you? I'm very well, but that squeaky chair of yours is back. <laughs> yes, I'm back in the squeaky chair. I forgot about that. I think we should have a whole series, like a summer series. Re, re Stacy in the squeaky chair. <laughs> it's funny. I bought some uh, oil WD WD forty. Yeah, yes. For my chair, I just haven't gotten it to the chair yet. <laughs> well, don't now, because the other chair's been featured. You can't. <laughs> it's got a starring role. <laughs> Today's episode of the Regold Dance Life podcast is brought to you by the Black uh, the Black Friday sale that's happening today. If you're listening to this the day that the episode is released, tomorrow and the next day, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And you have the opportunity to take advantage of this incredible sale. You're going to get 10% off all of the products on the Regold website, including the conference and Soul as well. So if you're thinking about coming and joining us in Las Vegas next summer, then you want to get your tickets right now. Don't wait. Don't wait. And think about it if you would like to bring your faculty and staff. This is the time to buy the gift certificates and save 10% and make it so everybody can be a part of the experience. Or even with the Soul Conference, consider offering some gift certificates for Soul to your assistant teachers Mm. or the kids that are working at the studio that they could use an inspiring dance event. Beautiful. Or if you're doing like an end of season presentation, perhaps you've got a special award to give to a student, that could be an incredible prize for somebody to win. So take advantage of being able to get it with 10% off. You can get everything you need at regold.com. Ree, today we're going to talk about something that you love talking about because I've heard it, I've heard you say it on the podcast, I've heard you say it from stage, I've heard you say it, you know, every time that we talk because you're passionate about dance teachers not just teaching plies and pirouettes, but you're passionate about us being leaders and teachers, but most importantly, mentors. Mentors to the students that we lead, mentors to the faculty that we lead, and mentors in our local community. I think mentoring is one of the most rewarding parts of my job. You know, the rewarding part isn't cleaning cleaning the floors or getting the fingerprints off the mirrors or <laughs> necessarily being in the classroom, you know, to teach the nuts and bolts of a shuffle ball change. But the rewarding part is when a student comes to you and looks up to you, sees you as a mentor, comes to you for advice when they, you know, really, really invest in the relationship that you can build with them. I think that's such an important part of our job. I agree with you on this. You know I do, 100%. The the way that I look at it is, isn't there so much to gain from being a teacher if you add mentorship to your job description or your role in your classroom? Not just to say I teach dance, to say I teach dance and I'm a mentor to young people Mm -hmm. and combine those two skills because in the long run, the majority of 
kids will remember <laughs> the mentorship, the things that made them feel good about themselves while they were dancing in the classroom, more so than the steps in their dances at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Like if we, we added it to the equation that this is a part of our job, I feel like, you know, we could change the world and the focus wouldn't always be on who's the best dancer. Mm -hmm. it, it, the focus goes somewhere else. And, and you could tell I'm passionate about this, but I look at it this way because I've seen it in my brother's studio. When kids are smart, when kids are confident, when kids have an opinion and can back up that opinion, a, a parent looks at dance education differently. Mm. They're, okay, their expectations may have been, oh, my kid's going to dance and maybe they'll be really good at this. Now the kid is going home and is smart and is... <laughs> learned life skills and lessons that parents didn't enroll their child realizing that their child was going to gain. Mm -hmm. We have the chance to do that. So now nobody's judging us by how great their kid is in our classroom or awards they win. They're like, they love us because we're having such an impact. And that other stuff is just smaller in, in importance than this overall, wow, my kid is going to be an awesome citizen because she spent 10 years with Miss Marianne, who's just passionate about life. Mm -hmm. Exactly right. Ooh, that was a long speech. <laughs> Well, you know, you can tell you're passionate about it because you were obviously beautifully mentored in your youth in the dance studio. Like I, I, I really believe, and you know, I only know limited parts about your dance upbringing, Re. But I could, you know, put a hundred dollars on the fact that you were mentored, perhaps by your mum, but perhaps by others as part of your dance training, and so that's now why that is something that you feel so passionate about and something that you want to pass on to the next generation. It's, it's part of your legacy. I agree. But I want to say that in my days of growing up, I'm not even sure if we heard the word mentors or mentorship. Mm. The dance world was, I'm not, uh, in a minute, I'll tell you about how I got mentors, but I got in through a back door um, it, I don't know the dance educators were thinking about the mind, body, soul. Oh. They were thinking about how do I get this kid to reach their full potential and in getting them to reach their full potential, that's my job, not necessarily to be their friend or to know too much about them. I, but that's not to say that was wrong. Mm hmm but now everybody in the world is uh, understands why you need a mentor and who seeks out who to look up to and who they strive to become like. 
I don't know that it was that way when I was a kid, but want to know what did it for me and my brother Rennie in this case. Because we were guys, we were, I'll call it bullying because that's the word for it in 2022, mm -hmm. but made fun of because we danced. Anytime we were anywhere where there was either a guy, definitely the guys, or a woman, master teacher that we ran into, my mother would have them talk to Rennie and I to encourage us to keep dancing. Mm. So my mentorship came through like looking up to a Gus Giordano or a Brian Foley or a Fred Connect and them going, boys can dance, you can do this, you're talented, I got it. But I'm not sure that anybody knew what it was at the time. Mm. And I feel the same yeah. way about my teacher in that I I don't believe that she, you know, laid her head on the pillow at night and thought, you know, I'm being a good mentor today. I feel like it was just part of her teaching style, really, to build relationship with us and to inspire us and to encourage us to want more and do more. But now... You're exactly right. The mentorship is, you know, it's a word that we hear all the time and it's it's part and parcel of our job. But, I, yeah, I don't think that, that, that very long evolution. ago. I, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I look and I, I say what really tipped the scale from, let's say, what it was 30 years ago to what it is today is the pandemic, I think. And why do I say that? I say it because it the pandemic made us realize it was about our connection with our kids mm -hmm. on whether or not they were going to stick with us. Mm -hmm. What community did they feel? Uh, what commitment did they feel to us? I, I, I really believe that the glaring light out of the pandemic is it's about the community that you build in your school, the culture, how people feel about the school more so than how great your kids become as dancers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And part of that community is knowing our kids. Yeah feeling their vibe, understanding what they're thinking, feeling, being, struggling with, uh, joys, pointing out joys. Yeah. Okay, it's not all just tell me what's awful in life. It's like, do you recognize how good that just was, what you just did? Yeah. It's, it's, that's mentorship. Mm. And for me as well, mentorship, I mean, some people think about mentorship in terms of career aspiration. Yes, I had mentorship from my teacher in terms of, okay, you're this kind of dancer. I think you should, you know, lean into this style and we're going to move you in this direction and send you for these auditions. And, you know, that's how we're going to direct you. But there was so much mentorship that happened as well that was that was encouraging, that was, that's not good enough, try again. Um, you can do better than that. 
you know, I've, I've seen you do it before. I know you can do it. You can do it. Step up to, you know, step up to the challenge. And that mixture of telling me I was awesome and lifting me up and that, you know, the other half of the, well, that was terrible. So you need to try that again, <laughs> was I think one of the things that, one of the biggest lessons that I carried out of the dance studio. I I know that it sounds good to get praise and to do something well and to be praised for it. But I also know how to take criticism. I know how to take feedback. I know how to build a relationship with people that I'm working with in order to be able to lift them up and have them lift me up as well. And I think that was a really big, important part of my training that perhaps even my teacher didn't think about. Okay. I loved what you just said. I want to dig a little deeper on that. When it comes to being a mentor, I think one of the hardest things for us as teachers in a classroom with kids is trying to overcome them when we're making a correction or trying to help them, that they're not perceiving it as we're being critical or we're picking on them. Mm. So... Based on what you just said, talk to me about how we give a criticism. I have some thoughts, but I'm reversing <laughs> roles. Here. How we give a criticism, and maybe I'm not using the right word, to a child who might be sensitive to it from a mentor perspective. Well, I think the old the old school sandwich technique. You have to go to every time. But in saying that, Ree, you know, the sandwich technique for those of you who I'm sure everyone knows what I'm talking about, but you have to give praise. You have to say, okay, that was good. Good try. That was, you know, this and this and this was really nice. Now let's work on da-da-da-da-da and then close it in with, but yes, it was, you know, it was a good attempt. Let's go again. That using that structure I find really great with the sensitive kids. I also love working with the kids who can, take the criticism and who get fired up by the correction and want to get it better and want to do it better. And those kids are okay. great to teach as well. But I don't think... I, I I I actually want to say that those kids still do exist. And, and oh. I'm glad you brought it up. Because yes. Yes, there are some dancers or, or, or they don't even have to be dancers, but young people who thrive mm. on getting the feedback. We call it criticism but it's the critique. I have her at 3.15 on a Wednesday and she loves it. And I love it too because I get to really do good work and I get to see the difference. And if I look back at the beginning of the season to where she is now, I think, oh, I can see how far she's come. But I don't think your mum or my teacher, Re ever thought about using the sandwich technique. I think there was a mentality that teachers don't have to battle with now where you kind of just sucked it up and and got on with it. Whereas now I do believe we need to be more sensitive to the different styles of learners that we have in our classroom, to the different uh, personalities that we have in our classroom, and we have to adapt our teaching and our mentorship to suit each of those different learning styles. The girl I teach at 3 o'clock on a a Wednesday afternoon is going to take a correction in a very different way to the girl I teach at 3 o'clock on a Thursday because there's no way I'm coming in you know, all guns blazing on a Thursday afternoon. Thursday, I have to, you know, 
soften my voice and I have to lower my enthusiasm and I have to sandwich all corrections and I have to give lots of encouragement to her and to the mum. <laughs> Correct. Yes. Correct. And and it, that is the skill that makes a great teacher is to be able to walk into the room and know with this particular group, this is my strategy. Not to just make them really good at what they do, because that's a hope, okay? Mm -hmm. But for them to get in the car when they get home and like have loved their dance class because they they feel good, they felt free. They it isn't where young people are in intimidating situations or being compared to each other's situations all day. Mm maybe my my expectations between the girl who is phenomenal and feeds off of me saying now turn it out a little bit more now now lift through the center and you got it who thrives on that is different from the group of 12 year olds that I have in a second year jazz class who I want the outcome not to be that they were all awesome that day technically but the outcome to be that they got better at dance and they believe in themselves more so mm-hmm. that way they will get even more better at dance mm. yeah and so that's different yeah and what our teachers thought absolutely absolutely and re you said earlier about you know mentorship has become part and parcel of the role of the teacher and I think that's so true talking about putting together a job description or a position description for a teacher that you would like to hire is that something that needs to be included now that perhaps wasn't included before perhaps it was you know you need to teach this style and this style and this style you need to be available weekends you need to drive your own car like that was the that was the prerequisite but now is it that part of the job and part of the official position description that you're being hired for as a teacher at the studio is mentorship part of that? I'd say yes, but I wouldn't expect the majority to come in prepared for that. Meaning you're applying for my school and we talk and we like each other. And then I say, One of the things that is important to me is I believe that my faculty need to be life mentors as well as dance mentors to the kids. And we accomplish this by having this kind of a philosophy, Mm -hmm. these kind of things that we do in our classroom and see how they feel about it. And in the long run, if they're not comfortable with that part of who I am, even if they're awesome at what they do, I can't have that person. Cause that'll be like a little ping or uh, this is extreme, but I can't think of another word. Cancer in my culture. Mm. Or, the, or is that person just reaching out for their own mentorship? Or do you then as the leader step into a mentorship role with that teacher and be able to mentor them into that role. uh, 
very good, but they won't have to want to do that. Correct. Yeah. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Yeah. If she, if I'm willing to bring you into my team, my circle, uh, even if the culture part of what I believe or my philosophy is different from what you know, if you're willing to learn the how and the why of what we do. Yeah. That's a that's a mistake sometimes. Let's let's go here. That I think studio owners make when they hire a teacher. We we kind of watch them teach, we interview them, we check out the vibe, we check out their recommendations. I don't know if we give them enough information on the culture that our school is all about especially if we don't even know what the culture of our school mm. is all about. Like it takes the leader figuring it out and knowing what it is and being able to express that mm. with passion and belief. Cause we can say, we're family friendly till the, you know, whatever happens. <laughs> and then you put kids on stage and they're in bikini bras. You're, you're not matching. It's a misalignment of values. Yes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that, that happens in our, in our field or, or, we love preschoolers and then the parents walk in and the preschool faculty is 16, 17 year olds who don't have a lot of experience with preschoolers. Oh. Yeah. How do we get on this topic? No, I think it's all Ms. the same thing. I think it's, I think it's really understanding what your studio is about and then hiring to suit that and then being able to mentor and lead in a way that really encourages that culture and that really, you know, ensures that that mentorship is not just between you and your faculty, but that mentorship continues throughout, you know, all levels of the studio, all the way down to the students and the parents and the community around you. And you said earlier, Ree, about this is, you know, this mentoring piece in the studio is as important as the tondus and the arabesques and the triple turns and that that's not the case in every studio. There are some dance studios that you could walk into where the only thing that's important is the, is the technique and the rest of it's kind of thrown out the window. So I think it's a really important differentiator in your market in terms of your messaging and your marketing to be able to pinpoint what that is that is that makes your studio special what what is it about that mentorship and do you talk to that on your website do you talk to that in your social posts do you let your community know that yes you can send your child here to learn how to be an incredible dancer but also what they're going to get is mentorship from incredible mentors I'm so lucky that I have an incredible faculty that they're, they're not just great teachers, they're great humans and they are incredible mentors to the students in my studio. And I rave about that all the time because it's a big selling point for me. If you want to come to my studio, you're not you're gonna get the whole package. And so I let I make sure I let people know. 
what's funny about what we're discussing here is, you know, I'm in the business of, and you are too, of assisting and helping people grow their businesses and coming up with concepts and ideas that might encourage more growth or expanding our offerings. But reality, what we're discussing right now makes a business grow. You don't even have to expand your offerings. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Once your philosophy changes from my objective is to make great dancers and, and I'm going to prove that to the world to, wow, look at these 200 kids I have in three years who all love coming into the studio every week. And look at this girl who couldn't do anything for two years this year, got da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. And that is your, your win. And you're encouraging her, got her to do da-da-da-da-da. And that's more than she would have got without you in her life. Yes. And at that moment, she felt great about herself and dance. And how about this? Because we've all seen this. Maybe that action, those words that created that circumstance is something that encourages that kid to all of a sudden something snap and they become really good at dance. And then they enroll in four other classes that they weren't doing before. And then your profit goes up and that you do that across every age group. Even if it's just two kids in every age group, I mean, it won't be, but you create that atmosphere, that encouraging atmosphere that grows confidence in kids. And then they believe they can do anything and you provide the platform for them to do that. And I think that's the power of what we do. And if you're wondering about how to begin this process, if it's not something that you have thought too much about or brought into your classrooms. Today, I was on a seminar and this was one of the topics that were discussed. It was actually with Heather Warner and a girl named Courtney Thurston. And it was just, called being a mentor, helping our students grow. I said, what begins, what can I do to begin the process? And as simple as what I'm about to say is, is every kid walks in the door, you give them a high five, say, checking in, how's life? Boom, 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 boom. You actually communicate, make eye contact. It's not just everybody has to go to their spots and you begin a warm up. Mm -hmm stop for two minutes and say, what's everybody's vibe today? Mm -hmm. And and also read your classroom. If the vibe is they are really not into this choreography or this music, don't say there's something wrong with the kids. Say, what can I do to change this? What do I do to reverse this? Because mm -hmm. you didn't feel the vibe of your classroom. You didn't you didn't meet them where they were. You're making a choice for them. And therefore, that may work at certain times. It's not working on this day. And you have to be willing to meet kids where they are. Hang out and talk to them. Say, say, 
hey, you guys, I know we're uh, only three weeks away from the show, and, and it seems like everybody is uh, not in the mood to work on or clean this choreography. What's going on? What are you feeling? Mm-hmm. Or change the vibe for a minute and have them do something where they're high-fiving each other and getting themselves uh, excited again. And then you're going back to rehearsal. Just just there are there are ways for us to do this to make the experience of dance more than the steps. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> Beautifully said. Beautifully said. Today's episode has been brought to you by the Flash Sale that's happening for Black Friday. 10% off everything on regold.com, including tickets to the Dance Life Teacher Conference next summer and to Seoul. If you want to mentor your incredible students and give them something to look forward to, then get them a ticket to Seoul so that they can come and join other like-minded, incredible young people and have an experience of a lifetime. You can get everything you need at regold.com. And I want to say thanks for being with us today. Add mentorship to your job description and enjoy the journey, everyone. Thank you for joining us for Regold's Dance Life Podcast. Learn more about joining the International Dance Entrepreneurs Association, the Dance Life Teacher Conference, and the Dance Life Retreat Center at regold.com. Or follow Regold's Dance Life on Facebook. Enjoy the journey. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 